is VOC Breakfast with Gulam Fakir and Sabira Sheikh Esam, only on the Voice of the Cape. This is VOC Breakfast, and for those of you that have just tuned in, like we have been speaking and mentioning for the past few days, with regards to the refunds that many of the hujjaj um, of 1441 are still awaiting due to the pandemic, South African hujjaj were not able um, to go to the Hajj last year. Of course, it was, it was a very heartbreaking and challenging time for many, but at the same time, many had gone forward, made their payments um, and of course, as we understand, as we've been discussing for a few months now, um, waiting for those refunds to be paid out as well. As we understand, I believe around about 50%, if I'm not mistake, mistaken, of those payments have been made. However, there is still an amount or balance that is outstanding. But so far we've seen Sahuk as well as Samtoa uh, issue statements and the South African Muslim Travel Operators Association, Samtoa, has hit back at Sahuk saying any legal action taken by the regulator against Hajj operators will be opposed by the travel fraternity. Now Samtoa was responding to Sahuk's ultimatum issued earlier this week stating that all outstanding Hajj refunds be given to Hajjaj by the 20th of February this month, failing which the regulator will take legal action. Now, Sintoa has also said that the delay is sort of out of their hands and out of their control, as many of the hoteliers and suppliers in Saudi Arabia have not yet refunded travel operators. But of course, uh, to furnish us with some of the details this morning, joining us online from Sintoa is Mr. Sedik Stienkamp. Assalamu alaikum, good morning and thank you for joining us, sir. Alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh and jazakallah for having me on your breakfast show to explain again where we are with regards to refund. It's only a pleasure. Now, of course, a few weeks back, Mr. Stienkamp, you know, we had chatted, we had a conversation. Um, and if I recall, you know, there was little to no information in terms of progression that was made at that point in time with regards to the retrieval of the uh, refunds for the hujjaj. Now, since then, you know, any, has any progression been made um, on the part of Samtoa in particular? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. I must say to you, unfortunately, with all our discussions with hoteliers, with suppliers, with giving information uh, to Sahuk, with talking to the owners of hotels and our big operators over there, little progress had been made at this stage in terms of getting any monies back from the kingdom. We have consistently said to our judge, we have said to everybody, as soon as these refunds hit our accounts, the monies would be paid back to judge. At this stage, I must make it very clear that operators are not sitting with a single cent of hujad in their bank accounts. We are not holding on to any monies. We have been assured by our suppliers, by our hoteliers over there, that the money is intact, that the hotels are ready to use as and when the season opens. And then, inshallah, that there will be no penalties or cost to hujad. At this stage, uh, you know, Sabra, I must say to the judge, mm. Alhamdulillah, we appreciate the, the sabra that everybody is making, but uh, the money is still tied up in the kingdom, and as soon as the money comes back, that money would be refunded to the judge. 
So at this point in time, and, and just for, for purposes of clarity, when we're speaking about refunds, are we speaking about direct refunds in terms of monetary cash value? Yes, we are talking about the money that for judge has paid over to operators in order to secure their packages. But let me also say to you that there is no dispute over money that's being paid by for judge to operators. There is no uh, differences of opinion on that. Mm-hmm. Judge understand that that money had been paid over to hoteliers, and it's a matter of time for that money to be refunded by the uh, hoteliers and by the suppliers in Kingdom before we can refund that money to Hujaj. There are no costs, there are no issues. I mean, Hajj operators have uh, waived all uh, fees with regards to that, and inshallah ta'ala, I mean, it is our commitment to, to ensure that we preserve as much as possible of the Hujaj funds so that Hujaj don't lose their hard-earned money that they saved over the years to go on this holy journey. All right. Now, fast forward to this past week. We've seen Sahuk, the South Africa Umrah and Hajj Council, basically issue a statement in which they have said that come the 20th of Feb, that's the ultimatum, all operators that still have outstanding balances need to refund those who judge. If not, then they will be taking further steps in order to, to rectify and... and yeah, remedy the situation. So we have subsequently seen that Samtoa has reacted and opposed this ultimatum issued by Sahuk to travel operators. Why? I think it's a very unfortunate statement made by Sahuk. Um, you know, the fact that Sahuk is saying that they will take legal action against operators, the fact that Sahuk has displayed this type of hostile attitude towards operators, I think it's totally unnecessary. There is no reason to doubt that operators will pay back the money of the hujaj as soon as we receive those monies. I mean, some of the companies that are being named in the press list, I mean, really committed companies, good people, people that is really committed to the hujaj, people that have paid out some of their own monies, that they have available in order to lessen some of the hardship. And we are waiting on the rest of the money. We see no reason why uh, legal action to be taken against any company that's trying to do its utmost best to help the judge. And I think it's a very unfortunate situation. Of course, uh, Samtoa, we've got the absolute responsibility to protect uh, the integrity and the good name of our members, and uh, that is what we must do. Really, we do not want to start fighting in, 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 the, in the public domain, but I think it's our responsibility to ensure that we protect the legal rights of our members and indeed of our judge because there are legal contracts in place. Now, we'll get to the contract part, and I want to ask, in terms of the ultimatum, do you not think it's something necessary in order to make sure that we are keeping operators on their toes? And when you are saying that operators are doing their utmost best to rectify the matter, um, what exactly do you mean? What steps have been in process? And when I'm talking about the process, I mean communication. If I recall last year in August, August 2020, Sahuk basically said to us that Samtawa needed to take control of communication between the operators and the hujaj have you been doing that have hujaj been getting that necessary perhaps fourth nightly communication which is necessary we have absolutely 
been talking to all our hujaj. If you look at it last time, I think that the question was raised to me as to how many people uh, um, uh, you know, should be refunded at the time. We did some calculations. We, we, we asked our members out there. We calculated about 600 people needed uh, you know, funds that, that was, uh, were with operators. The overwhelming majority of those who judge said to us, please keep our funds until... Uh, you know, inshallah, Hajj happens again or until the season opens. There are a small number of that Hujaj that want their refunds. We understand the hardships and we are talking to Hujaj on a continuous basis. Most of the Hujaj are satisfied that inshallah, when the season opens, their money is safe. Inshallah, that money would be used in terms of a future travel. Now, the point being that Samtawa and its members is talking to its judge, and from that point of view, uh, we believe that the overwhelming majority of judge that we've been speaking to is satisfied with the current situation. Yes, there are judge that are having hardships that require refunds, and those are the judge that we're talking to. Now, apart from that, we are in continuous discussion with suppliers with hoteliers to try and assist us in terms of getting refunds back. We have received some money back. Just on that point, when you say say that you are in uh, constant um, communication with the hoteliers, are you speaking as to yourselves as Samtoa or the operators themselves that are in contact? Who exactly in the kingdom are you in contact with? The various companies that got contracts with their suppliers. Samtawa is there as an association to support its members. So we ensure that companies make contact with its suppliers, with its hoteliers, to ensure that we get these refunds, to ensure that we put pressure on them to refund. We individual member companies require our assistance we do that. We have got legal representation within the kingdom that is also trying to assist our companies over there to try and get refunds. These are all the things that we are doing. I can assure you and I can assure the listeners that the Centaur and its member companies are not sitting back and waiting just for monies to come back or not. We are doing whatever we can to try and retrieve these funds from the kingdom. Mm, just in terms of, you know, um, during the Hajj, we know when we head on over, the Mu'assasa is there. They are there to just make sure that everything goes according to plan, etc., with regards to logistics, etc. Are they aware of the current issue right here in South Africa? And also, are you aware as Samtoa of other countries that perhaps have a similar issue or problem that has arisen due to those who judge not being able to embark on the Hajj during the pandemic last year? I want to tell you three things. Number one, we have given a lot of information to Saab, who has been talking to the Muassasa, and the Muassasa, in a certain respects, had been helping in terms of getting monies back from our Azizia owners. They've got direct, almost direct control mm-hmm. over the Azizia owners. So, alhamdulillah, from that point of view, there have been some success in getting monies back. So, yes, I mean, the Muassasa understands, I think, you know, via South, and they know what the current situation is in the kingdom. The world is dealing with all the hotels that we are dealing with 
within the kingdom. When we talk about the Mohantics, the Dairali Mans, the Zamzam Taos, mm. the world is dealing with all these hotels. So everybody is in a similar position, not only South Africa. I think that our people need to understand it, that we are not unique in the problem that we are sitting with in terms of waiting on refunds. Then thirdly, myself personally and uh, some of my executive members, we've met with the Saudi ambassador you know, not so long ago, and we've explained to the ambassador to what we are doing here in the country to try and assist our judge in terms of refunds and indeed our Mu'atamirin in terms of making sure that any refund in terms of Omar goes back uh, to the rightful owners of those funds. We are acutely aware of our responsibility and of the need to ensure that all Khajaj and Mu'atamirin get the rightful money that, that, that's owing to them. I want to make it clear that there is absolutely no dispute on that. There is no dispute from the hoteliers and suppliers on that. And inshallah, it's only a matter of time the way we see it. Now, of course, you know, just having a look at the operators themselves, I mean, you know, some of the names that we've seen on the list, uh, some of the names of those six names are, you know, really well-seasoned operators. Just in terms of the way business is done with our operators that deal with the Hajj and Umrah, when it comes to issues of, you know, the capital of the business, etc., do you think, you know, some working and financial sort of insight is needed for these companies in terms of, it almost seems like, and these are the comments that we've been seeing online where it's money in or funds in funds out instead of you know perhaps using capital that you would have already had on hand to pay um, your deposits etc now we're using the actual funds of the the hujaj the mutamirin that haven't even reached the holy kingdom to fulfill those rights and those services that they have paid for i think you know this pandemic um has taught us and i think has taught the world uh, uh, you know a, a lot of things you know, the whole issue of financial management, the whole issue of running your business differently is something definitely that we're going to have to look at. I think, you know, what's important uh, in, in, in this respect, when you have a situation where a Hajj operator is duly accredited, we have a situation where a Hajjad is duly accredited and you are able to enter into a legal agreement. And when that happens, it's totally legal to use the funds uh, that everybody has agreed upon. So from that point of view, I must first of all say that there is no wrongdoing in terms of using and accessing the funds that's been agreed upon. However, in terms of the way forward, in terms of just the economics of, of call it the new world order, SMTOA, it's something that we have to sit with our membership and really look at how do we manage things better going forward, inshallah ta'ala? I mean, it's a challenge that we must accept. Uh, it's something that we have to look at, how do we improve? And uh, I think, you know, it's something, uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a very valid point that you, that you bring up that I think 
requires further consideration. All right. Now, with regards to the travel fraternity and our operators, whether they are on this list of, you know, having outstanding balances or not, in terms of, at the end of the day, you know, holding these operators accountable, we've seen Sahuk, for instance, they've issued the ultimatum. On Samtoa's side, what is your timeline looking like? You know, is it indefinite? Are you saying, okay, when you get the funds, you will refund the the hujjaj? Um, or is there a timeline that is in place where you have told them by a certain time we need to have the hujjaj refunded? Why I'm asking is, it's easy for us to say, okay, once the hotels in Saudi are up and running and, you know, they get their business back, then, of course, those funds will be filtered into South Africa. But we don't know when that's going to happen. We've just seen, you know, some 20 countries that now have been barred international access to Saudi Arabia. So in terms of that, Mr. Stenkamp, you know, how will we navigate around this? It's a very difficult situation, I, I must admit. Santawa has not put a timeline uh, on, on any operator to, 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 to get the funds, except to say that we're going to have to sit down and put our heads together again and see what is the best way forward in terms of making sure that we get these refunds or we find some other means to ensure that we alleviate the hardship of, of, of the Hujjad. I think that is our first and our foremost worry to ensure that uh, you know, we lessen the hardship of Hujaj and that inshallah ta'ala that we must work together as a fraternity uh, to ensure that we support each other in terms of making sure as to how we can raise these funds from the operators out there um, to ensure that we refund people. Our big issue at the moment, of course, is we are unable to get into the kingdom to sit down um, with uh, you know the, the the people over there, look at them in the eyes and try and make them understand what our issues here in the country is. So, inshallah, Taala, you know, as soon as we can get over to the kingdom, I think you know it will also uh, assist in a very big way in terms of making sure uh, that we get our monies back. Worst case scenario, what happens if, you know, these refunds are not processed? What is the recourse then? Have we thought about the recourse, um, you know, that Hujaj will follow and operators alike? You know, will they be looking within South Africa to secure those funds in order to issue those refunds? Worst case scenario, I think that every company has got the responsibility to sit down with its Hujaj and make sure that legal arrangements are in place in case of people having to wait much longer for these refunds to come back. I think at this stage, you know, we are talking and I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to, to, to put out a, a, a communique out there again to our members to sit down with, uh, you know, the affected judge and make sure uh, that people understand where we are in the process. And also, you know, we are I'm, I'm more than happy to listen to suggestions from the judge as to how we can resolve the situation. One thing, again, I must give the commitment here that we are absolutely committed to make sure that this problem is resolved and that the judge receive all their funds. Mr. Stenkamp, a little earlier on in the conversation, you alluded to, um, you know, a majority of the hujjaj that have these refunds outstanding, they're okay with it, you know, perhaps getting a credit or waiting for a time, or not wanting a, a, a monetary credit, um, a refund, perhaps. In terms of those that are seeking this monetary refund, we know it's the pandemic, you know, many people's financial situations have changed. What sort of percentage, or can you give us a number or figure as to how many of the hujjaj are requesting the, the monetary refund? Probably 20%.
20%. All right. And then ordinarily, just, you know, outside of the pandemic, in terms of the the contracts, and I'm not talking about contracts between the hujaj and the operators. I'm talking about contracts between the operators and, and the hoteliers or the airlines. You know, is there no clause that, that, that looks out for, for something of this nature where the service is not provided? What happens then? You know, in terms of our contracts with um, uh, with uh, with with Kelly's over there, unfortunately, the whole COVID issue wasn't taken into account at the time. But even as it may, I want again, I must emphasize that there is no difference of opinion as to what monies are being owed by Kelly's to uh, to operators and from there then to uh, to to uh, judge. We have no disagreement on the matter. Right. Again, it's only a matter of timing. And then finally, Mrs. Stenkamp, you know, perhaps, you know, expounding for us the reference that was made to the dollar rand exchange rate in the statement, you know, does this mean perhaps that, you know, the hujaj might get less than what they actually paid? Well, this is the issue, you know, worldwide. When you talk to operators, I'm not talking about the hajj industry now, you ask them for a refund, they will charge you massive, massive amounts of cancellation fees and so on. And this is also one of the reasons <clears throat> probably if if monies are being left over in the kingdom, there's going to be no exchange rate differences. Those monies are being paid over already. I mean, the fact of the matter is that if we had to demand and as we're demanding to get the money back, I mean, if there's any exchange rate differences, you know, there might be losses. So inshallah, ta'ala, we hope it doesn't come to that. Uh, that uh, when monies are refunded and the dollar might go the other way, that there might be losses. We hope it doesn't come to that. All right. Well, Mr. Sedik Stiankamp, we thank you for your time and comment this morning. Go well. And that was Mr. Sedek Stiankam speaking to us this morning from the South African Muslim Travel Operators Association. They're, of course, providing some feedback and as well as an update with regards to the refunds and the balances that are owing to Hujaj, as well as the position of operators and, of course, providing us with some comment and reaction to the statement. The best way to get you going. POC Breakfast with Gulam Fakir and Sabira Sheikh Yassar only on the Voice of the Cape. 17 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock. It's breakfast. Welcome to it. Now, on the 1st of February 2021, we received a press release from the South African Hajj and Umrah Council. Uh, that, of course, being Sauk. And then by the 3rd um, of February, we also received a press statement by the South African Muslim Travel Operators Association, that is Samtoa. And as you heard before the news, um, Sabira spoke to Sadiq Stenkamp of Satoa and one of the comments made in the statement by Samtoa was that Saug had uh, also assured Hassel, uh, that of course being Saug and then by the 3rd um, of February we also received a press statement by the South African Muslim Travel Operators Association that is Samtoa and as you heard before the news um, Sabira spoke to Sadiq Stenkam of Satoa and one of the comments made in the statement by Samtoa was that Saug had uh, also assured Hajj operators that they will work with Durko and um, those in the KSA to assist Hajj operators to get monies refunded. It must be noted that the efforts have largely been unsuccessful, quote-unquote. Shaheen Esop, who is the president of the South African Hajj on Umrah Council, uh, joins us on lunch. Shaheen, assalamu alaikum. Shukran so much for your time this morning on Breakfast 91.3 FM. Before we get into that quote and get feedback on that, let's uh, get your take on uh, what you've just heard Mr. St- uh, Mr. St- Mr. Stienkamp talking to us about. 
Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Jazakallah khairan to you and to Sabira for the opportunity this morning and to the VOC. I think there's a lot that needs to be unpacked, and I don't know how much time you've given me, but uh, let's start off with the comment that you made, um, or shall I say the quote that you made. Um, in Mr. Steenkamp's, um, you know, uh, interview with you, um, they note that, uh, you know, lots of information has been provided to Sahuk, which has obviously been provided to the Mossasa Ministry of Hajj, as well as to Durko, um, you know, in South Africa. And he quotes that there was success, you know, large success with re- repatriation of funds. Yet in their press release, they indicate that, you know, this was largely unsuccessful. So what is it? Is it largely unsuccessful or is there success with it? Because I'm quoting him verbatim in terms of what he had just uttered a few minutes ago. So there seems to be a disparity in terms of what is trying to be communicated at this point in time. Largely, let me just be clear and let me be, um, you know, um, um, structured in my in at the end of the day, we have put out this press release based on the fact that there are operators that unfortunately have not yet fulfilled the obligation. 50% of refunds went to Hujaj, some, in some cases, with, even within that list that has been published, more than 50%, uh, some operators up to 80% or even 75% have been paid back to Hujaj. The reason that some of those operators' names are on that list is as a result of them waiting for funds and that funds have not yet come back. From that group, there's a group of 20 accredited Hajj operators that have made plans to either get the money in South Africa or have had refunds paid to them. You know, in the initial stages, Gulam, as I mentioned in the previous interview that we had, operators utilized their own funds, making sure that Pujaj did not wait for the, um, you know, refunds or wait um, as an open-ended process for the refunds. Therefore, people need to understand and appreciate. And Mr. Siddiq makes mention of this in the latter part of his interview as well. We're going to have to talk to our members to try and find a way to find the funds in South Africa to do that. We're asking the question, why are you waiting till now to do that? Why haven't you done that before? Secondly, when he states that information has been sent, information has been sent after we had made six, seven or eight requests from operators. You see, the problem at this point in time is that operators have this attitude, now that Semtoa is no longer a member of SAHU, that we don't really need to work with you. We don't really need to be as urgent as we want to with you. But when it comes to time of accreditation applications, then the urgencies are all there. So it's a double-edged sword and it's a two-pronged game that is being played. He cites that they've been in contact with all the judge, talking about, you know, um, the, the issues in the kingdom. And we, we acknowledge the issues in the kingdom. We acknowledge the borders are closed. We acknowledge that hoteliers are finding it difficult to repatriate funds. We acknowledge all of that. What we are basically saying is, communicate effectively with your Hujaj. We would not reach out to Samtoa's members if Hujaj had not reached out to us continuously and saying, we do not hear from our Hajj operator. We don't hear from the right people at the Hajj operator. The information that we are being provided with is not giving us comfort. So that is what we are trying to, uh, you know, make people understand. And this is not the first time that we're talking about this. We've had in numerous amounts of, um, you know, conversation with the Hajj operators, with the various, um, you know, structures. And myself and Sadiq even had informal discussions. I'm still waiting for a meeting from Samtoa that was promised back in August of 2020. Today is now the 5th of uh, February 2021. And Samtoa hasn't, um, you know, um, taken up the opportunity to come and formally sit down. Right. Um, so... We sit with a scenario where we don't know where we stand as the regulator because we are the recognized regulator by the government of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and also by the government of South Africa. So based on that situation, 
could just look at us and say, you're the administrator and regulator. Our operators are not playing the game and complying. So where does that leave us? It leaves us in a situation where we need to ask the difficult questions. And based on those difficult questions, we need to get the right answers. Mm. We don't need people to be skirting. We're not here to discredit anybody. We're not here to discredit those six operators that are on there. They are phenomenal operators, every single one of them. And I have stated this publicly on platforms shared with Sadiq, and I've stated this on platforms in the public where we had roadshows, that the success of Hajj in the past, call it 10 years, is as a result of Hajj operators and South coming closer together, working in cooperation, and making sure that Hajj can be successful. Right. In the latter years, how many times have you people in the Voice of the Cape studios heard that, you know what, Hajj was so easy, Hajj was so successful? Our team in the kingdom on the ground, our team in South Africa, working hand in hand to make sure that everything works according to process. There's a set of rules, there's right. a set of codes of conduct. Now, abide by those, fulfill those, and everything else will fall into place. Okay, we need to go for a quick break, um, but I wanted, uh, so I would actually want to come in with something quickly um, also, and perhaps also we, we need to look at what this is, uh, the impression that this is creating right now, yeah. you know, um, uh, but uh, do you think we can go for a break, or do you uh, want to... I just want to ask, Salam Shane, I just want to ask, you know, in terms of what's going on right now, it almost looks to the public like there's a war of words, war of statement, be, statements between <coughs> Sahog and Simtoa, which I would, I would think is not the case, but this is what it appears to be like. Should should you not sit around the table? And I know you have indicated that Simtawa hasn't come back with a meeting date or to honor the meeting invite in terms of sitting together to come towards an amicable plan. Because for the life of me, you know, speaking to Samtawa, speaking to Sahok, we're not getting a plan as to times, dates, a timeline as to when this can be sorted. Samtawa alluded to the fact that Sahok was speaking to the Muassessor. Yeah. What is the Muassessor saying? Sabira Sauk is constantly speaking to the Muasasa. As late as last November, we've requested further information from Hajj operators in terms of their communication. You need to remember, right? Sao can't speak to the hotel on behalf of the operator as much as we write a letter to them mm. that we are the administrator on behalf of XYZ operator. The contract is written between the operator and that particular hotel. They need to constantly follow up weekly basis, bi-weekly basis, whatever it is. I can't tell you how to run your business, but at the end of the day, I need to tell you that we are doing whatever we need to. The Moasasa has stated to us very clearly, operators from South Africa should never have paid deposits outside of the electronic hudge system. And therefore, I'm asking the question, why is it that operators have not utilized their own funds for deposits in the kingdom? Yes, they're entitled to, once a contract is signed with the Haji, that they're entitled to utilize that money. But they are entitled to keep that money in trust until such time that the electronic hudge system has opened. The electronic hudge system did not open in 2020. Again, we, 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 we spoke past the, uh, the process with the Muasasa and explained to the Muasasa that hoteliers have basically come to the fore and said, if you don't contract with us, if you don't pay the necessary deposits with us, you're going to lose the rooms. We're going to sell it to another country. Now, Sadiq also makes mention that other countries around the world are in the same position. Mm. I have to differ. I've spoken to operators in the United Kingdom. United mm. Kingdom utilize their own funds for this. They don't take Haji's money to do that. Maybe yeah. one or two or three or four operators do, but not an industry at large that does it in that particular situation. No. So be that as it may, I think what we need to understand is, and I agree with you, Sabira, the war of words between the two entities is not healthy for what the 
person on the ground is seeing. Mm. We are saying to you, let us sit around the table. We've asked you from August of last year. We continuously asked you on numerous occasions. In fact, yesterday we had a board discussion, and the board is basically writing a letter to Samtawa, giving them a few dates, and saying we prepare to meet you face-to-face on this matter and other matters that need to be discussed. Shane, just as a closing comment, we've got, I've got about a minute left before I need to do so. So obviously you've put on, or Salk has put on a deadline for the 20th of February 2021, you know, and uh, Samtoa has, has obviously come out as well, you know, saying that the hostile behavior and open legal threats in, in public by Salk will not be allowed in go unchecked. Just your closing comment, we need to put this to bed, you know, and in, in terms of, you know, gaining the trust of the judge, you know, there's a lot of perception that is being created right now and impressions that are being created. How do we put this to bed? We need to sort this out. Kulam, Kulam, you know, the the, the thing that puzzles me the most, Sadiq was a member of the board of South for over seven years at the time when he was representing Satawa on the board. Well, um, Satawa in the National General Council and he, he was elected to the board. He knows the processes within the board structure. We can't just go to a lawyer after the 20th and say, you know what, let's start legal action. There's a process in terms of our breach of code of conduct that we have to work through internally. And if we don't find sufficient you know, process within that, we can't take legal action in that regard. Maybe the wording of our press release is incorrect, or maybe it was um, a little bit harsh in that regard. We understand that. But at the end of the day, we've basically perked the attention of people that needs to be. The bottom line here is if 14 other operators could go and find ways and means to refund their hujaj for the land arrangements where monies are still residing in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, then surely the rest of the Hajj operators could do the same. We are saying why do you have to wait until we decide to, you know, threaten you in this way before you want to do something? You had a, almost a year from March last year, we're almost in March again this year. It's almost a year. All we're asking is comply with the process. Don't look at yourself as an entity that is no longer part of Sahuk, part of the National General Council. Look at yourself as a service provider to the Muslim public in South Africa based on the process that Sauk is still the regulator. Right. You have to do the compliance in that regard. And again, I'm saying openly I invite Samtoa executive to come and sit down with Sauk's executive so we can deal with this matter and we can find common ground. Right, let's leave it at that. Shaheen Esop, the president of the South African Hajj and Umrah Council, also sharing comment with regards to the interview we did with Samtoa a little bit earlier. What are your rights as a consumer? Listen up, it's coming up in the next couple of ticks. Welcome to it. It's gone 12 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock. For the next 5 to 7 minutes or so, we want to also bring in Mushfika Bota, who is the head of research and consumer education at National Debt Advisors, to chat to us about, you know, what approach should be taken and who should be held accountable with regards to the Hajj repayment process. Uh, well, Mushfika, it's Assalamualaikum. Shukran so much for joining us on Breakfast 91.3 FM. You know what? At the end of the day, Mushfika, it's money that we are talking about. And surely there has to be, you know, some sort of process that as a consumer, one can follow. Assalamualaikum, Gulam. Um, yes, I think just to, to have clarity, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, I'm very grateful to you that Samtawa is committed um, to uh, repaying uh, the Khujaj's money and that refunds are, inshallah, to be made. Mm-hmm. But just to be clear, um, there are no favors being done there. Section 17 of the Consumer Protection Act deals with the consumer's right to cancel bookings and reservations. And Section 17.5 clearly states that a supplier may not impose any cancellation fee even in respect of a reservation or booking if the consumer is unable to 
honor the booking or reservation. Um, and this even comes into place specifically where COVID is concerned. Um, the result of the interpretation of the Consumer Goods and Service Ombudsman um, views um, is based on the intention behind 17.5 of the Consumer Protection Act. And it basically just says that the consumer was treated as being... Consumers may not have tested positive for COVID-19 virus, Gulam. But the restrictions imposed by the president and the health department at the time treated everyone as being ill, hence the restrictions. Mm. And as a result of the interpretation of the Consumer Goods and uh, Service Ombudsman, based on the intention behind 17.5 of the act, consumers are entitled to refunds, full refunds. So let's just please um, make that clear, that by law, not by anybody's good graces, by law of this country and the Consumer Protection Act, our judge are entitled to full refunds, no fees attached, no cancellation fees attached. Okay? Um, something that I have to make a point of, which is, which is why I base my, my take on this as that Hujaj should not be taking credit notes. Hujaj should not be leaving money with travel operators. Um, lockdown came into effect early in 2020, and people couldn't travel. People who then had bookings, and I'm talking outside of the Hajj and Umrah industry, outside of the Hajj and Umrah industry, we're talking about travel and leisure. People then took credit notes, vouchers, um, took uh, on to travel at a different time. Lockdown continued. In August, one of the largest um, travel uh, companies in South Africa, Star Travel, closed its doors. Later in 2020, they went under liquidation, and that was that. In liquidation, secured creditors, the liquidators, former employees and staff are given precedence. Customers are last in line when businesses close their doors. And in the light of this, I would advise each and every consumer, whether it is in this industry or every other industry, that if you have the choice, of leaving your money within a business. And we all know that we can go through the year that 2020 was and see how negatively this pandemic has affected businesses um, who have had to close their doors. Mm. And this is advice that I give to everybody across the board, across every industry. So this is not only for these travel agents who are on the list or these travel agents in particular. It is across the board right now. In the light of this, I would advise everyone... Trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we hope that all of us, our businesses survive. Right. But tie your camel, rather ask mm. for a refund. You have to ask yourself, is your travel operator even going to be accredited as an operator for the next yeah. Hajj? And then can you guarantee that your travel operator will even still be in existence? We surely make dua that they are gulam. But again, when it comes to you are speaking to me personally who deals with consumer issues on a daily basis mm-hmm. and what my advice would be is rather ask for your money back. Rather you sit with your money. Now right. the problem comes in and we say, okay, we don't have your money. The travel operators don't have your money. They used your money as a deposit um, for somebody in the kingdom. I'm going to break it down very simply because um, that's my style. That's what I do. I'm not going to use big words here. I see a dress 
in a shop. I like that dress. You have three versions of that dress. I order the dress from you. I give you a deposit. I sign an agreement with you to say, shop XYZ, I'm Ushfika Bota, and giving you a deposit, and I want you to make that dress for me. Right. You take that deposit, you pay a CMT to make it. That CMT, uh, the person who makes the dress for you, for Shop XYZ, passes away from COVID. Does the Shop XYZ now have the right to come to me and say, well, I'm sorry, my CMT passed away from COVID, you've lost your deposit? No, they don't. And who must I take it up with? The contract is between me Mm. and the service provider. The contract was never between Mm. me and the and 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 the provider to my service provider. And this is where this is what I am just being very very pedantic on here is that we are sitting in an industry. And we've heard, and I'm very happy that it is a small amount of Khujaj, a small amount of the Khujaj who are asking for their refunds. But it is that small amount of Khujaj who are asking for their refunds. And we are sitting in an industry that cannot even give back the refunds of the small amount. Okay, Mushfika, we are pressed for time and we have, Mushfika, we are pressed for time, Salam, and we have quite a few questions that we still want to ask. You alluded to a little earlier on that by law, um, you know, these consumers are entitled to the full refund. And Sahuk and both Sahuk and Sahuk, we will, we will issue the refund when we can and when those, those funds become available. According to law, is there anything within consumer rights that then speaks about a timeline? Because from where we're sitting and you know for the past few months speaking about this they haven't been able to put a date to it or a time to it and that is very very concerning because um like i'm saying and i must say again there has been these six these six travel operators listed here sabida are not the only operators who were in this but yesterday personally i had a travel operator in my home who told me that he had sold his house he had sold his house so that he could refund his hujaj. That was early last year already because he did not want his hujaj to bear the brunt of, of the situation. I admire that. I have the greatest admiration for that. Mm. And what I'm saying is that after a year, I think a year is time enough if you have given your money, because remember, um, there's also the expectation that I could have is that I'm giving you my money. You're a big enough organization that you're going to use your money. And if anything like this happens, and like I'm saying, we're not talking about 100% of the consumers here. We're talking about 20% mm. who don't even, are not even asking for their full package money. They might not even have paid their full package money. They've paid 50%. So something that I'd like consumers to do is the Consumer Goods and Service Ombudsman, and I'm sure that um, you guys will put it up on the website, but they, you can go to their website at www.cgso.org.za or you can call 011-781-2607 and it is something that they would look at. I must, however, stress that all of this is, none of this is a, there's no quick fix to it.
There's no quick fix to it. If you're going the route of the Consumer Goods and Service Ombudsman, if you're going the route of the Office of the Consumer Protector, if you're going any of these routes, this takes time. I would suggest that all of these people, all of these organizations, all the travel operators were part of South. And then you couldn't say a word wrong about South because then they would attack you. Now they're not part of South. Now they're on their own. Now South and some tower are at each other. Mm. These people need to sit around the table. Mm. These okay. people need to come to consensus. These people need to find bridging finance. If some of the operators were prepared to put their own assets on the line, if some of the operators were prepared to find bridging finance again for the minimal percentage of consumers, then I think it's only fair because I must also say to you, um, I'm happy that Mr. Stienkamp has not had people, all that many people um, coming to him saying that they want their money back. I have had people, I've had one who judge who has been saving for 30 years. I have had one who judged who is in the tourism mm. industry. Mm. Mm. She has 30 not seconds had to go. an income for the entire year. Sure. She approached the operator. He then called her and he called her evil. Okay, we have about 30 seconds to go and just a very final question. Sahuk has put pressure on operators by means of an ultimatum. What do you make of that ultimatum? Is it a step in the right direction? You know, I... um, uh, Mr. Stenkamp has said that it is um, their right. It is their right to protect um, the, their members. And Samtawa has must, and I agree, Samtawa must protect the rights of their members. I do think that it's time, whether it's South, whether it's the SA government, whether it's anybody out there, to start protecting the rights and the financial rights in particular of our hujaj. Right, let's leave it at that. Uh, Mushfika Bota, of course, uh, she is uh, the head of uh, research and consumer education at National Debt Advisors, chatting to us about the approach that should be taken and who should be held accountable with regards to Hajj repayment process. So I've said, fine, that there's, there's no problem.